All right, hello and welcome to Smokin' Okies, the Oklahoma Cannabis Podcast. I'm Brandon Blake. This is my partner, Evan Wade. And today, well, we're going to let you know what we think about shit. This is the opinion episode, so here come our opinions. <laughs> and we have lots of them, uh, this being a cannabis podcast. Hi, I'm Evan, by the way. Yeah. We got a bunch of them on a file here that I am now looking to find. Here it is. Uh, I'm not going to give you the number because we may go more than that, but it's a lot. <laughs> Let's see. Let's All right. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, what are we smoking? This is a weekly podcast. Uh, a weekly? <laughs> a weekly podcast, even. And uh, so, why not? Let's just talk about what we're smoking on, huh? Yeah. Yeah, so what do you got over there? <clears throat> Excuse me. I am currently, at the moment, smoking some garlic tarts from Arbuckle Farms. I bought it at Tegrity. Everybody knows Tegrity here at OKC. Um, it was my first Tegrity trip, and the bud's really good, as is the other stuff that I bought from them. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, and uh, today during the podcast, I'm uh, puffing on some Grandpa Stash. I'm assuming it's named as such because they said it was a cross between, well, I don't know, some... I don't understand the genetics. All right, so I'm gonna sound real. Strings. I'm gonna sell, sound real dumb here, but they, they made a bunch of plants fuck, and they were all from popular '80s strains, some skunks and whatnot, and they somehow they did their wizardry and made Grandpa Stash, which to me would be more like you know Uncle Stash or something. But uh, to you kids out there, <laughs> starting with an opinion here, I took a hit out of that in my vape a minute ago, and it hit me faster and probably harder than anything out of the gigantic pile of cannabis we've amassed and it tastes like high school so yeah yeah uh, got it from the oki kush club they are also the grower and i gotta say they did a fine job with this stuff the, the, the mine was not grown integrity uh it was at arbuckle farms the name i keep seeing and it's supposed to be pretty good and uh yeah super impressed with the the look of it and the taste of it i'm packing mine into this gigantic vape and hitting it and it's it tastes great, and I'm really high already, and it's like, what, mm -hmm. three minutes in, so that's cool. Mm -hmm. Rolling along. Yeah. Well, I took a bong rip before we started recording, and I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty up there right now. Let's see what the... I but, have, uh, go ahead. But that's what, that's what I'm smoking on, but uh, speaking of the bong rip, whoo, that's, that's generally my... That's how I like to do it, man. Uh, that's... I love bong rips, dude. You can attest to this. I yeah, man. I love bong rips. I got yes. this giant ass bong that like I can burn a whole bowl and it'll chamber the whole thing. It's just it's great. It's great. It's one of those zigzag bong things <laughs> or whatever. But uh, not the brand, but like it's like the shape of the neck. Yeah, that's the shape. Zigzag. Big old purple zigzag. I like it. Uh, that, that's my preferred way to go. What about you, man? Um, I'm sitting on this Airizer Extreme Q. It's a desktop vape. I got it like a week ago, and I've got a huge chub for it right now. Um, it is, if you don't know what a desktop vape is, it's not like vape cartridges. It just takes flour like you would roll in a joint. But you, you can fill up a balloon with this vapor that it creates, or you can hit it out of a hose. And so if you ever see somebody like in a YouTube video or something, something carrying around what appears to be a big bag of smoke, that's vapor out of a desktop vaporizer. Uh, I, I did not bring my bag yeah. attachment to Blake's, so I'm just hitting the whip, and it's doing me real well. Yeah, I've hit I've hit the whip, and yeah, man, it, it tastes good. Like there's a there's a distinct flavor difference that you get out of the vape rather than burning it. Yep. Uh, traditionally, the dry herb vape, I mean, and um, yeah, I can't wait to try the bag. The bag, I I think it looks fucking ridiculous it as does. hell. <laughs> it looks really stupid as a matter of fact. Oh uh, yeah, I oh man. It's so funny, but I it looks like it works. I mean Oh yeah. And I just I, I really can't wait to just fill a bag up and go lay down on the couch. <laughs> and just just lay there and you know, just like watching fucking whatever sci fi I'm into that day and and just puffing away on this stupid looking bag. Just <laughs> holding like a gigantic pillow above your head. <laughs> It's it's good. Now the bag is too intense for us. Like we, two of us smoking on at home. It's there's too much vapor in that bag for us to handle usually. Really? Yeah. Like how long does it last in the bag? Do you have to use it or will it dissipate and 
Like you I've know, smoked like, one over the course of forty five minutes and had it. it. It loses its color and it, some of it does stick to the side of the bag. Yeah. But it'll hang out. And even then, though, you can sometimes get a vapor hit and high even when you don't see anything. Uh-huh. So if it's full, it may still be in there, I think. Um, oh, man. And yeah, you say this is pretty efficient, huh? Oh, yeah. Here, I can uh, I can show you, as a matter of fact. Uh, I'm packing. This thing's got a little elbow screen in it, and it's got a bowl that's less than a diamond diameter, especially where the weed goes. Oh, a yeah, little screen bowl. That's about the size of, uh, I'd say, like a, a general... You know, just hand pipe, a little spoon bowl. Right, and it's know. got like, it's like what, maybe a half inch tall? And not like a wide mouth spoon, but like just the little $5 pieces you can get, you know? Right, and that, it's just, you pack it up and you go, you get five, six, seven, it hits off it. I'm probably doing it wrong. I hit it at really high temperatures because I just like to get the whole vapor at once. Uh-huh. So if you did it right and you stirred it and you did all the things you're supposed to, you could probably get like, you know, 12, 13, 14 hits out of that little amount and it gets you high, especially at high temps. Hmm. Yeah, I can't wait to mess around with that because I, I do like part of the reason why I like bongs so much is because I think they're efficient. Mm. You know, I love joints too. Like, there's just that classic feel of smoking oh, yeah. a joint, you know. And there is like you get that sticky resin in the mm-hmm. in the end of it, and that alters the flavor, and like you feel a little tingle in your lip, you know, from it and everything. And there's just something about smoking a joint that's great, but God. It, Damn, does it burn through and weed wasteful. fast. Yeah. Wasteful. Yeah. <laughs> you pack that gram cone and like you're putting it, if you're, you probably just smoked the whole joint on you, but you yeah. know, home, like I get choking and I put it out and start it back and it's not great. That This thing, it makes it a lot better in that regard. And being able to eat the weed afterwards, you can take the weed that you vape and uh, mix it with like peanut butter and stuff. I've explained this to Blake before. Mm-hmm. It's called a firecracker and uh, get an edible high out of it as well. So it's been great. Now, I do question whether – I think I'm a pretty high-tolerance individual, but I would like to see somebody like Tyler, a friend of ours, or somebody who smokes heavy concentrates. I would love to see them take a big rip off of it because I suspect if I had a heavier tolerance, I might not like it as much. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I like it. I mean, my freaking – my bank account sure thinks I've got a high tolerance. <coughs> That's <for sure. coughs> Excuse me. I think really with protocol for coughing, I think now. I'm stopping. Okay. No, anytime the coughing starts, just stop talking. If I cough, you stop talking. Okay. If you're coughing, I'm just going to stop talking. That way, because you can see when it spikes on the uh, thing. Oh, yeah. You can tell where the coughs are. We can just go and cut them right the fuck out and not worry about missing any dialogue. We can have like a cut beep. It's like a cuss word. Beep. Beep. I'm, I'm high. I'm sorry. I'm baked. And just ideas are Yeah, I mean, me. yeah, we could find a funny sound effect and put over it too. That'd be pretty funny. Yeah. It could be, for instance, when I cough a queef. <laughs> I don't know about something <coughs> gross. I beat you to it. Queefs aren't gross. They're natural. What, do you not like queefs? <laughs> uh... Right. Where, where were we on that uh, on that fucking? Oh, we were chattering on the vape. Well, um, you got to the point to where you were talking about about worrying about tolerance. Now I will say that is not due to my experience. Um, for instance, hold on, hold on. Give it a second and then go into it for the edit to make it easier. Sorry. I will say that is all just from my, uh, not even from my experience. I should say this thing gets me high. It's an Airizer Extreme Q. Um, the rip that I just took and coughed on a little bit, you might have heard in the recording, I, it's already got me feeling heavy behind the eyes and super high. So I, I only say that because I've carried around smaller portable vaporizers that require a lighter to heat, and those tolerance was a factor. I loved them at first, and then I tapered off very quick. Uh, this with the, the temperature control, and you know, I, without going into a full review, I think it's at least got features that will allow me to hopefully keep it going quite a bit longer. How long have you had that thing now? Mm, about a week, week and a half. So you could still be in the honeymoon phase. Yes, absolutely. And that's kind of what I was saying. So we'll definitely check back in. So far, man. Mm-hmm. It was um, the era. Did I say the name? Doesn't really matter, I guess. It's an Airizer Extreme Cube. <laughs> well, you probably did, but give it a little pause and then plug the name if you want. And for those of you listening uh, and wondering again what the name of that was, it was the Airizer Extreme Q. I'm not making any money off telling you to buy these yet, but it's pretty good. Airizer, if you hear this, 
<laughs> All right. Now, methods of intake that was recovered. Okay. That's a good one on the next one. Okay, yeah. So give it a little break and then come in hot. Just like. So that's. No, no, no. Whoever. Do you want to start it? Yeah, yeah. You, you have the most recent and the most, you know, whatever. So just pause and then come in with your integrity experience. And now on to something that uh, I kind of specialize in, uh, new dispensary experiences. And of course, this being an opinion episode, our opinions on that. Uh, I finally got a chance to go to Tegrity yesterday. Uh, Tegrity being an extremely popular purveyor of cannabis here in Oklahoma who tends to carry uh, growers and strains that everybody knows and wants. Uh, they're hugely popular on the Reddit, such as that is. They do catch some flack. There's a meme about them paying too much for pounds or something, but... I, I had no problems going in there. The weed, you know, I expected to pay a little bit of a premium price. I had a first-time discount, so that wasn't too terrible, and I was able to buy a little bit of bulk, my kind of bulk, not actual bulk. Uh, the, the shopkeeper was able to tell me, like, what he liked exactly and told me something that he didn't care for. And, yeah, on the all, it was worth, you know, the visit, and I would go back if I came here. So good dispensary experience at a new place. I'm always popping into new places like that, so it was cool to go into one and be like, okay, well, next time I come to OKC, I'll carve time out for them again. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I got a good stash right now, so I didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it'd be redundant for me to talk about it as well. But I will go in the future, and we will compare notes. You did go to the Oki Kush Club, though. I did. Yes, Oki Kush Club. I mentioned them earlier because they not only sold me this weed, but they grew this weed. But more on the dispensary, uh, we just happened to find them, you know, uh, uh, just was doing, was doing a sensory deprivation float, which was the first time ever. And for me, and that was pretty fucking sweet. Uh, <laughs> it, it was, it's crazy. If you've never done it, give it a shot. Take a bunch of edibles first if you're licensed medically. Yeah. If, if it's illegal for you to do so legal, I know I, I made a little stupid noise with my mouth there <laughs> and it could have made that. A little iffy. So legal, if it is legal for you, yes, yeah, maybe uh, indulge a little bit before you go in there. It helps out, I think. Oh, I had a hell of a time doing it. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was neat that it was there. Really, uh, I don't want to cut into your segment or anything. It was super cool to go to a place where there was a really cool business to get a sensory deprivation for the first time. A really cool dispensary, which Blake will go into. And then after you get high and go soak and shit, you go get really good pizza right there. It's all right in that same closet. Oh, yeah. We had some hideaway pizza for you Okies out there. You know. That shit you know. Uh, that was his first time. So, But, yeah, right right next door <laughs> right next door was the uh, Okie Kush Club. And, uh, I mean, the storefront looked nice. It was interesting. Uh, and, of course, and there was... There was another dispensary in the same strip mall. Yeah, we chose this one, and I think it looked nicer. That's yes. why I wanted to go in there. But anyway, we go in. It's got a nice waiting room for, uh, you know, maybe when this public stuff, like we can all get out a little more and everything, and, and waiting will be a thing again. Toward, you know, but anyway, nice waiting room, really. Uh, and then you get in very... Uh, very nice on the inside. Very nice. Like, they put some time into the aesthetics there. Yes. Like, the, it's custom paint on the walls, you know, everything. They've got nice displays. And their bud tenders are great. Mm -hmm. Like, from check-in to check-out, man. Like, everyone's very friendly. Uh, you know, I don't know. Like, kind of feels like you're just in there hanging out with some stoners, you know? Right. Like, and that's that's what we want, right? Right, yeah, that's exactly what I want. It was some recommendations. I want to go to, like, an enhanced dealer's place, basically, you know, way better. Yeah. And that's what that was. One thing I really enjoyed to go with what you said was whoever runs the place or whoever makes the decisions with their marketing, their visual branding stuff is on point. And I've been to places where, you know, that doesn't always mean that it's good, but it's kind mm -hmm. of a sign that they invest and they care about all the aspects. And this place was like that. It, the... Even the sign on the front, you know, it was cool looking and it had a unique design that popped out. You go inside, the whole lobby waiting area has got the, the, the logo everywhere and these big prints on the walls and it's beautiful. And then you get in there and there are shirts and shit you can buy that are all like very tastefully designed. And then on top of that, the weed is amazing. Oh yeah, weed's really good. Uh, I, I bought two strains from them. He bought uh, two. one of their house and then another one of the ones they carry. I, I don't yeah, remember what the grower is, but... 
Um, none of them have been bunk, and the price is very fair. Very, very fair there. So, I don't remember what the price is overall, but I just know it was it was a good... Like, it's a good find. I'm going to say that's a diamond in the rough. Okay, oh, yeah. Club. Especially because it's in what? Is it Edmund or Norman? Moore. It's in Moore. Moore. And, uh, you know, I've heard that Moore's dispensary scene is not overflowing like some towns around here. There's some good ones in Moore. Yeah. Which we'll get to and we'll let you know about. Oh, yeah. Uh, going to new ones. Yeah. But uh, it'll probably mostly be Evan because... This is also kind of a challenge for me to get out because I'm the kind of guy that just likes to go to the ones I know, you know? So, gotta break my mold a bit. You see, having recently gotten my stimulus check and being really, really horribly financially responsible, my, my job is to not take advantage of all the first time discounts I can. Yeah. I, I've got so much flour, even running it through this vape, I'll, I'll, it'll last a month. And I'm gonna go buy more before I go home because I'm an <laughs> idiot who's bad with money and there's amazing weed here. Oh, it just, it feels nice. Feels nice to when your stash runneth <laughs> runneth over, you know. I'd love to be like Scrooge McDuck in the money bin, but it's all weed nugs. Right. Oh <laughs> man. That'd be amazing. But even if you're not Scrooge McDuck, and this is something that one of our friends moving here, one of the reasons he's moving, even if you've only got like four bucks in your pocket, if you've got your card, you can find somebody that will, you know, sell you some weed for that four dollars. Uh, you know, maybe maybe it might be a shitty trim pre-roll that is soaked in nasty distillate. It tastes like, you know, bear penis the whole way down. <laughs> but no, no offense to, you know, the, the, our mammal bear friends. Uh, but you can get some weed. Um, I'm kind of diverging in this regard, but that makes us a really good state because, like, in Illinois, you're looking at, you know, minimum $30 to go in there and get anything that will get you a buzz, even though it's a quote-unquote recreational. Not to be negative. Well, I just... Uh... I just thought of another thing for Okie Kush Club, man. Another shout-out was their loyalty program. I am not going to throw an actual number out because I don't know the actual number. But for you listeners, their loyalty program is very rewarding and shit. very, very worth it. So uh, definitely next time you're in more, check out the Okie Kush Club. Right. You know, another mark you can tell, um, bad news, generally, like, I... I I would say I'm primarily an edible user. I do consume a lot of flour, but I consume more edibles. So, um, I, when I go into a place, the first thing I look for, and this isn't a paid plug, but it could be, <clears throat> is if they have Zen products on the shelves. If they've got those Zen gummies, and it doesn't really matter if they've got the Zen 150 XXL, uh, as long as they carry it, because they might be sold out, that shows that somebody in there probably knows their shit. And they had them, and they had a bunch of them, and that was an immediate mark for me that, you know, I was about to have a good experience, and it, it paid off. It was a great, great dispensary. Speaking of gummies, uh, those of you who stay with us, if you listen to more than one episode or even stay with us for more than 10 minutes, you're probably going to hear him go on about Zen gummies more than once. Yes. But next up on the list, we have another gummy that he had tried. Because you are a gummy guy. Yeah. That is your preferred edible. Yes. Zen being top of the uh, king of the hill. Top titty, yes, for sure. Yeah, okay. So, but you're always looking for new gummies as yes. well. Yes, And you tried a new one recently. From Tegrity, yes. And this this was not Tegrity's fault. The dude recommended it, and it was good for what it is. I got, I, I don't even know the name, and honestly, I'm going to dog it a little bit, so it's not even worth saying. It didn't make me sick. It wasn't bad, but it tasted like dog shit. It was a 400 milligram RSO gummy, and I know that RSO tastes bad, right? But this stuff was like gonna vomit the whole way, and I ate a third of it. Um, the high, though, I the high was so good. I'm considering I'm 50 50 between keeping it and throwing it in the trash. So it's kind of how do you want to take this news? Did the gummy taste so bad that I want to throw it away, or did the gummy hit so good that it's worth choking more of that shit down? Um, I'm going to stick to distillate gummies for now, even though people talk about, quote, disty shit like it's bad because that Zen gummy just, it hits right and it's, I don't have to like chase it with, you know, eight cans of Coke. So you would not recommend this gummy? If you can handle RSO taste and you want an intense high that comes in waves and lasts a long time, go for it. But if you're the type of person who puts a little bit of RSO on a cracker and winces at the taste, back the fuck away. Okay, so flavor matters to you in your edibles. This is not for you. But if you can paint through the flavor. Flavor, is, sorry to cut in, flavor is not so much the issue as if it's aggressively gross. Mm. Like the Zen gummy to me, it tastes bad. 
it tastes gross, but I can choke it down. That RSO was like, though, it was dense. Like you said, it was very heavy when you held it. Oh, yeah. It felt like it had the weight of a brownie. Yes. Like, it really, <laughs> and it was like a gummy with the consistency of a, an undercooked brownie. Yeah. That's... And it, it's covered in fucking nerds, too, by the way. Let's talk about this. <laughs> I've got, due to some past indiscretions, you know, my dental situation's not the best. So if I buy your gummy and it comes out coated in tiny sugar rocks, that's <laughs> immediate. And that, that's not even your fault. I'm being irrational. But, like, fuck you if you do that. <laughs> so that was the first strike. Now, I will say the high was good, but I'm here bitching about the taste still. Anyway. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, nerds are pretty good, but you know, you gotta look out for us redneck. Like uh, yeah, so the gummy, okay. Um, that leads me into something else. Uh, yes. Related to gummies because you 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 mentioned it and you in your little rant there uh, about the the taste and the spray or whatever they're like oh disties and all mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. well guess what I don't know what the hell you're talking about and, okay. and I'm gonna assume that if I don't and I've been hanging out with you for like two days now right. that uh, I'm gonna say some of our listeners don't as well so wh- what do you mean what what is the controversy with the gummies uh, thank you for the chance to clarify. It's not a controversy. It is more a byproduct of the huge amount of snobbery and personal taste masquerading as a true fact in the cannabis scene. Mm-hmm. Anywhere, but here too. Yeah. Um, many edibles are created by a process of creating distillate, which is essentially liquid THC. It can be consumed in any number of forms, this distillate. You can take it in a vial and swallow it. You can mix it in your slushy. Indeed, you can buy slushies around so here. So it's active. Know. Right, it's active. Thank okay. you. Um, which, you know, you can't, it, that's notable because you can't, for new listeners, swallow a cannabis flower and get high, yeah. but you can swallow a distillate. Yes, yeah. it needs to be decarboxylated, right? Right, right, okay. and made and processed. So many, many edibles are created such that they, they're, they're, Made without the cannabis, a chocolate bar or a gummy, and then they're sprayed with a set amount of distillate. And this allows them to get very accurate dosages and dosage percentages that they can put out to people. Mm -hmm. Um, However, it's made with certain things. I believe one of them being alcohol sometimes. And because of that, it carries a certain strong taste that tastes somewhere between a shot of Everclear and a taste of kind of off marijuana. Mm -hmm. Or cannabis, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And people call that taste disty. And they will dismiss anything that tastes as though it was made with distillate as, quote, disty and low quality. Uh. Um, sometimes distillate can be low quality. I've had cannabis caps made of distillate from a company I don't care to mention. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. Uh, that, that didn't do anything for me, for one example. Uh, so sometimes, quote, disty is bad. But And please, Zen people, if you're hearing this, correct me and also give me money. I, I believe that the Zen, the Zen gummy is made from this distillate process due to the taste. And it still is far and away the best gummy I've ever had. Mm. I'm high on one now and talking like every day, every day, every day. Did you say something about a spray? Yeah. Did you just say it this time too? Did I say it twice? I don't know. I know. They do spray it and distill it though, yeah. Yeah, you were talking about like, yeah. Maybe I missed that. Fuck, I'm high. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was a good All right, another shout out to Okie Kush Club. (laughs) That's great. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, weed games, man. Do you, I have a weed game. I saw it on YouTube a while back. I thought it was stupid when I first saw it. I got, I'll admit, it was like World of Warcraft. Right. I saw it. I, I thought that was dumb. Right. And then I, it ground me down and I tried it. <laughs> yeah. As a joke. Ironically, I was right. like, oh, fuck this. I'm going to do the one gram challenge you might have heard of. Right. Uh, which is just where you you weigh out a gram of weed, mm-hmm. you grind it up, and you smoke it as fast as you can. Right. Any way you want to. You smoke right. as fast as you can, right? I like bongs, so I pack a bowl, and I'm like, all right, time to do the one one gram challenge. Pack a bowl, smoke it, you know, kill that bowl. Uh, it's time to pack that other one. About halfway through packing that bowl, I go, whoa. <laughs> the wall hits you. Man, I'm messed up. And usually, like, I can usually, like, do a, like, I mean, what well, we talked about joints are a waste, but still, I can smoke a one gram joint and, you know, be functional, but as soon as I go to do a weed game sort of thing, it changes something, but uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But the one gram challenge is my little weed game. Right. 
And it usually takes me whenever I set out to do it, oh, I don't know, about uh, six hours because usually I get way too high and have a nap before I get to the end. But do you know of any other weed games? <laughs> <coughs> well, to some degree, pardon me on the combo, smoking that bait. Um, to some degree, you know, it kind of lends itself, especially for new smokers, to like, you know, oh, take a bong rip every time they say something in a movie, like you would take a shot. Uh-huh. You have that. And the one gram challenge is probably the other most notable one. Otherwise, it would be kind of the same thing. I've heard like snapping gram bulls. We've heard people talking about that kind of game. Oh, yeah. I've never done that and I couldn't, I would die. Um, <sighs> to my own end, I do try to, generally if I'm smoking a bong rip at home, um, if I don't snap it up, then I fuck something up and I consider it a failure. Because <laughs> um, I've tried to practice like building the bull just right and snapping it. So that's kind of a yeah. game to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean we do all create our own little games. All right. You know, smoking weed. Like my... My screens, man. I, I like to see how long I can make a screen last. Oh, I hate that. The, uh, they got crispy. Ugh. Oh, man. Like, well, no, you'll see. That's why I have these tweezers over here on my desk all the time. Is because I'll, I'll pull them out, like, every, like, fifth bowl or whatever. I'll pull them out, and I'll knock all the carbon off and then put them right. back in there. Right. I don't know. Like, that's my little challenge myself sort of thing. But right. that leaves me, uh, are you a screener or a no-screener? I, I have to have a screen. I can't get that shit sucked in. It drives me crazy. Yeah? Yeah. That's why I like Tsunami Bulls. They have the glass screen built in, and then I don't have to chase around looking for screens. I'd like to get a piece that has, uh, like, a big built-in ash catcher. You know? I've never had a piece with a big built-in ash catcher. Like, to where it never touches the water. You know, a dry ash catcher. That would be cool. Yeah, I've never had one of those. And, okay. uh... I don't know. Maybe I could ditch the screen after that. That is if I get a coarser grind and, not, you know, I didn't feel like I was sucking green down in there, too. You know, that's the thing I hate. You know, something I'll be interested to see with you worried about that kind of shit is I don't mean to sound like a snob at all. But going to opinions and shit like since I've gone to this vape, I've smoked flour two, maybe three times. Yeah. And it, it kind of feels gross. And oh, it kind yeah? of tastes gross. And it just kind of like... Man, I'm getting all this other shit that I've earned, and I want to know if you have that experience once you've tried it. Man, I wonder if it parallels the uh, the whole. Um, nah, it can't be that extreme. Like getting off cigarettes and doing a vape, because you know you got vapes that taste like candy and shit. Right, know? weed's not like that. Like weed, weed all tastes like weed. It's just got its own di- different flavor. You know, little kicks to it. You right, know? stuff like that. Now you just do like the smell, but. Uh, yeah. Here in a minute, if you want, on the show, um, once I clear this, maybe pack some of that Kim Dog in there if you've got it. That shit tastes wild through a vape. Um, they re- you can really taste taste variances more through it, mm-hmm. especially on those first couple of hits. Here, let me wipe this off and uh, give this a hit. I mean, I think there's Kim Dog in here, so oh. you can pack that up whenever, but I'll hit this. Uh, I like to hit weeds. It is garlic tarts and the other stuff. And you say you do this low and slow for... You know, maybe not 15, 20, maybe 10 seconds. You want me to hit the fan for you? That wind you hear is the fan coming on. I don't know how many seconds that was, but that was a long one. Holy shit, that's a big vape cloud. I'll just try to clear the tube. That's cool. It'll keep coming. Yeah, I know. It's my bong shit kicking in. All right, if you're in a little cut there, that was just me coughing from taking a big vape hit after Blake. Uh, Blake, what did you think of the flavor? Uh, Yeah, I was just thinking of that actually, waiting on you to quit coughing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it tastes good. Like, you get more of. I, I don't know how to call it, what to call it other than just like that green flavor, mm-hmm. you know, like that green earthy, like herb flavor, you know, the leafy, well, you know, the, you get more of the smell on your tongue, you know. <laughs> I've got an idea. Now at the risk of wasting just a tiny bit of my weed, let's do this. While you're throwing that chem dog in there. Yeah, and you can taste test that. Okay, so yeah. Uh, do you have any little uh, things that make 
like little mental tricks you do to make weed hit harder. Like I was talking about the one gram challenge I like to do. Yeah. I thought it was fun at first, but then I was like, man, this shit gets me higher than normal. Every time I say it's going to be the one gram <laughs> challenge, right? Because if I don't say it's the one gram challenge, I'll casually th- smoke through the same amount of weed and feel less high for the same amount of time. But if I say it's the one gram challenge and I commit to it, boy, does that shit fuck me up. It's like, it's like, the weed gets more potent to make me fail, you know? You know, that's a whole question of expectations versus reality, I would say. Uh. Like, my shit is usually, I, I jinx shit and make it bad for myself. Like, I'm convinced that citrus strains don't really work well for me. Uh. So because of that, even if a citrus strain looks and smells amazing at the dispensary, I'm pretty likely not to buy it. Um, and if I do try it, I'm going to swear that I got less high off of it than I do other shit. Mm. Um, so I can see it, yeah, cutting both ways. Now here, I'm going to let this into, I'm going to poke this with the mouthpiece, but we're going to let this heat up for like 20 seconds and then hit that and you'll notice like the flavor is totally different. So let me know when mm-hmm. to. And for those that are just tuning in, Blake hit uh, a moment ago uh, a, a basket full of garlic tarts from Arbuckle and now he's getting ready to do Kim Dog from, I believe, uh, Cured Nature Remedies. Yeah, Cured. Cured Cannabis is the grower. We bought it at Ancient Remedies. Great dispensary. Ancient Remedies is a great dispensary, and they vet all of their growers. All of the products that they sell, they use themselves before they will ever put them on their shelf, they say. And then they give them a trial on the shelf. So they've got a double vetting process. Well, triple if you count the fact that it's owned by a pair of twins who both sample the product. (laughs) But yeah, they've got good stuff. When you're in Edmond, check out Ancient Remedies. Yes. All right, it's, it's probably good. All right, here we go. Let me hit that fan for a second. Hold up, go. Whoa! <laughs> God damn! <laughs> wow! That was a... <laughs> oh, I was about to say, don't hit the fan, I'm full, man. That was a monstrous oh. hit. Wow. Right, give me that. I, want to, I didn't really get to taste it. Mm. It's, it's got a different taste. It's got a... Yeah. Like minty almost? like Not like like not like icy mint, but like the, the plant side of mint. I'm so high. That plant like side a, of mint. Oh, man. Almost like basil. <laughs> yes, thank you. Like an herbal. <coughs> yeah, that's almost like you chewed on some basil. It's just weird how it brings the flavors out. Like, I'm not a flavor smoker. You know, I will smoke something that is literally named and smells and tastes like cat piss if it gets me really high. I don't, I don't care. Some cheeses give me headaches besides those. Stop when the cough's Sorry. going on so we can edit the coughs. Have it. <coughs> I was just rambling anyway. Wieners. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry to stop you in the middle of your point, but... I don't think Ooh. I have one because I forgot it. But, uh, yeah, I forget what you're saying too. You know that that goes to show. Maybe. Oh yeah, you were saying that you would uh, you would smoke something called cat piss, right? And it would smell like cat piss. It got me high. Uh, my point being, the the flavor is just kind of an added bonus for me. We're going back to my opinions about the vape. I like the vape; it's obvious, it's good. <laughs> um, if you all are listening, you can get it from a website called Cream City Vapes for like a hundred bucks. It was like four. Makes it an awesome deal. Uh, I'm not being paid on this, but again, could be. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I haven't said it so much, but uh, you can buy me too. <laughs> <laughs> we like free shit. No, I mean, my integrity is very expensive, but I will plug your product. I'll be honest about it, but I'll plug it and, uh, you know, use my power, whatever, my power of whatever. Set of blinders not to see how bad that weed is. Okay, now I don't see how the bad the weed is. I need to also not see how ugly it looked. And now I see I'm leaving. Yeah. Now so. I just see I review it in joint form. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry for the Whitest Kids You Know reference. You can look that up. It's great. It's called uh, Mountain of Chairs, Whitest Kids You Know. It's a really funny oh, sketch. Oh, man. Yeah, they're funny. Very nice guys, too. It's another opinion of ours. Yeah. Let's see. Here's here's a good one that kind of is in the area of opinion. Is it okay for me to switch up gears here? Yeah. All right. We got at the bottom of our list, new user essential tips and advice. Um, 
we know two anecdotes on this topic. Uh, let, let's start. Let's start with what do you think, Blake, is the most essential thing a person who has not smoked weed in a while and is coming back to it here, maybe in this state, could know? Mm. All right. Uh, even if it's just like one little puff that you need, like stop there. Like, don't go too far too soon, too much too soon, because that is, in my experience, too much weed too soon before you can, you know, you're really used to the effects. And even if you used to, you know, I used to do this all the time sort of thing. If you've been away from it for a good amount of time, come in slow, man, pump the brakes, because if not, you run a really high risk of freaking yourself out and yes. really killing the whole experience for yourself. And... That sucks because I have I, I I believe that there are a lot of medicinal effects to it, and I use marijuana mostly or cannabis mostly for uh, uh, like my uh, chronic pain, you know. Yes. And uh, the recreational part of it is just an added bonus, and yeah, oh, I love it. As we all do, here we are having a podcast <laughs> about it, but uh. But yeah, don't ruin it for yourself, man. Come in slow. You don't. No one's. You don't have to be cool. No. You know all that stuff. Like those of us with high tolerances, man. I look at you, one puff people, and I'm just like, fuck, you lucky son of a bitch. You know. I'm, you know how expensive this gets. And we're happy to answer <laughs> questions. Like seriously, it's new people are perfect because they get high easy. They don't smoke all your weed, and you know they got a lot of questions, so you can look smart. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, you look like a weed sage. The first time I came up here from uh, visiting Oklahoma from my old state of Indiana, Blake was like, yeah, like coming down from the clouds with like baskets of weed and like <laughs> fucking throwing up like like little DNA strands in the air, you know? <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> and then now you're just like, yeah, yep. you know, I like to go to this dispensary. Yep, but it's great. It is fucking wonderful. <laughs> It's Look at me sucking my robot dick over here that shoots weed vapor in me. We call it the uh, Star Wars titty. It looks like something that would be on a dash in Star Wars, but it also looks like a titty. Uh. <laughs> right. You know, it's it's good you bring that up. I'm not going to mention uh, names or relationships. Somebody I know didn't respect marijuana, and this was a gummy from, I think, Illinois, so not really great or high quality. There's that weed snob coming out. Uh. But this person took a 25 milligram gummy which is a pretty high dose for a first time edible user ended up having a panic attack and going to the hospital mm -hmm. um they got lucky the nurse was cool and didn't mention so she's not going to lose her job they are not going to lose their job because they work in healthcare, but they didn't respect the cannabis and when you're smoking it you got to respect it when you're doing concentrates you fucking really got to respect it and especially when you're taking edibles because that shit can last like six hours you got to respect it, just like Blake said. Oh, yeah. It, 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 it's a trap. It can be. Uh -huh. So what you could, so we're saying, yeah, be, uh, be wary of marijuana. It's good. It's a great time uh, when you respect it and you come into it right and everything. But also, like we're saying, is we're trying to get you to avoid the bad sides right. of weed. Because as much as we love it, and this podcast is mostly going to be a positive you know, thing right. or whatever. Uh, but... There are the downsides. Everything has a downside. And if you do end up smoking too much uh, too soon, or I mean, it can hit you. It could be a strain thing. It could hit you out of nowhere. You could be a long-time smoker, try a new method or something, and it hits you out of nowhere. And next thing you know, you're anxious as fuck. You got your panic attack. Like, it just seems like everything's going wrong. You're dying or something. Yes. Like I've, I've been there. I've had, I've been one of those fuckers that went to the hospital and it's an, it's an embarrassing story. It's funny. And maybe we'll get into it one of these days, but, uh, but yes, it's embarrassing at first. But, uh, the thing is, is I'm in no way a medical um, official. I'm not a doctor. I was never trained for it. You know, I just have a little first aid training, you know. And I will say that most cases, you smoke a little too much. All you really need is maybe uh, some junk food and cartoons. And I know that right. sounds stupid, uh, but that really is it because it passes. Within yes. about 15 minutes, you come down from that and you're feeling grand. And, and I don't want you to ruin what could be something that, that, you know, increases your quality of life because you had one bad experience. Right. Uh, if you're on other prescription medications, 
this is good advice whether you're in Oklahoma or even if you're maybe using illegally in another state. If you're on medications, maybe, I don't know, blood dinners or something like that, and you, again, I'm not a medical professional either, and you want to quell one concern that might freak you out, just call your doctor, call any doctor and say, hey, I'm on this drug, I'm considering smoking cannabis, will this will this mess with me? And they'll tell you no, yes or no. Uh-huh. Uh, my, my thinking on the matter is the cannabis community is big enough that if there was something like that that could hurt you with cannabis, I'm kind of getting sidetracked, hold on, let's collect my thoughts. Cannabis isn't going to hurt you on its own. You're not going to take a gummy and get hurt. You don't need to go to the hospital, even if you think you do. There's no situation in which it would do that, assuming you're healthy. If you're worried about a possible drug interaction, just ask a healthcare provider, because that would be the only way I can Or one see. of your friends. Right. You know, call your friend. We, you're not listening to this podcast because you've never met a stoner in your life. Right. You've never, uh, You've never thought about weed or anything. You would not be here listening to us, but if you are new... You could be new and you could not have freaked out before. And I'm telling you right now, if you do freak out, take a shower. Uh, put on a funny cartoon, you know. Uh, have a snack cake. <laughs> it, it'll pass, man. Uh, unless, of course, you have health complications. Then in that aspect, I hope you take the proper precautions and you have somebody with you. That's what I was speaking to earlier. I got sidetracked because I'm high. That would be the best case scenario. Uh, have have a smoking buddy. But, you know, there's there's a reason that that there's not anybody saying, okay, well, weed is almost always safe unless you take X. Like it's probably not that big of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, point being, you don't need to go to the hospital if you get too high. The uh, weed itself will not kill you. You are not you are not the one it's happening to. Nope. No, you're not the first one to think you're the one it's happening to <laughs> by a long shot. There's probably if you go out in your yard and throw a rock, especially in Oklahoma. You could probably hit the house of somebody who's going to freak out on weed sometime yep. this month. Yep. Uh, very true. I feel like all <coughs> the high schoolers growing up in this state, like, we came up with, like, bug-ass Indiana weed. Probably came up from Mexico and bricks. Like, high schoolers here hitting this shit for the first time. They hit their dad's vape pen. They're probably in outer space for, like, a month. Yeah. Jeez. I just thought about that. Um, to that end, I, Blake kind of covered my advice for new users. So let's... I, I've got another essential tip I can give along those lines. Um... You may come in treating this like, oh, it's a medical card, but it's really recreational. Don't approach it with that attitude. If you approach it like a legitimate medical thing with legitimate medical questions and concerns, you can find places that will help you, and then you can dial in, and then the recreational side feels really fucking fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Like the Because this is our opinions episode. These are all my opinions. You know, I'm, there's no research fact behind this or anything. These are all just off the cuff, man. This right. is, and uh, the thing is, is weed, it, it affects everyone differently, yes. a little bit differently, you know? And uh, if you treat it medically too, like scientifically almost, because that's really what the medical community is, uh, uh, then you can dial it down to find the stuff you really like and get the best enjoyment, yes. whether it be your intake method or your strains or you know stuff like that everything um because really it's just the way it just gets better and better yeah i I moved here as a flower smoker driving from illinois you know to get just flower you know once a week or so and now i don't ever smoke flower i vape and edible and like that wouldn't be possible and because i experimented and fucked around i found what worked for me and it made it even better this shit is great yeah here i am two years later i'm still experimenting with other ways like I, I, I like to smoke flower. That's my, you know, flower is king in my world so far. And uh, I've got different types of devices to smoke flower with. But I, I still like trying new stuff because that's the fun of it, man, is this single plant can be turned into so many different things and so many different, like, uh, I don't know. It's that medicine that's fun to take. You know, you don't need yeah. a spoonful of sugar for this stuff. Yeah, you can have a lot of fun with it if you come. Is this a good time, you think, to discuss? That's another opinion, and we don't have to go into too deep on it, but talking about the best laws. Uh, No, I don't know. Well, I mean, sort of, yeah. Yeah. Since it's opinion, uh, yeah, go into your opinion on where the best laws are, because we're going to have another episode where we go into the actual, like, the process of the card and all that stuff. So, But that's not going to come into this, but... Yeah, 
You're, it's your opinion. Well, you know, <laughs> best really is subjective and it is an opinion. Uh, but I got to say, I can't imagine many places being better than here. Uh, I've been told that there are states that have better carry limits on the all, maybe even recreational carry limits. I don't know, in like Nevada or uh, Oregon, how that is, Oregon especially. But what we have is, A, the ability to consume in public if you have a medical card with really no fear. If you can smoke a cigarette here, you can smoke marijuana in almost any case. Um, even shit that people might tell you about don't smoke it around kids is just out of courtesy because don't be a fucking dickhead and smoke it around people's kids in public but like no that's in the law super open as long as you oh it is in the law yeah i'm not a lawyer don't trust anything i fucking say um i'm bot and i'm not a lawyer there was there was a clause that was the only clause that differentiated it from the uh, uh the cigarette laws okay was, uh, they added the minors in there no as it should be uh but but okay in that case don't smoke around kids. Don't smoke in a car. Don't consume in a car, and you're good. And that makes us way different from most places. Um, we're also a lot more up, and I don't have the specific state data here which, to back me up. But in general, our ability to grow plants. Oh, there with the computer. I'm getting back on. Our ability to grow plants is a lot more advanced than some other states where you might only be able to grow one with a medical card and to consume and hold a lot. Um, you can hold more edibles in this state than a heavy edible user could reasonably expect to eat in a year, maybe two. <laughs> you can fill a U-Haul truck with uh, edibles. It's amazing. Uh-huh. And because of that, my opinion is if we are not the best in the country, there's nowhere better. There's nowhere that I can look at from a, a heavy cannabis user's perspective and go, fuck, I wish I lived there instead. Now mm -hmm. that I got the medical card is a barrier, but it also gives it a kind of a veiled legitimacy that allows us to have a market like this. And if you're a buyer... I can't speak to being a business person here, but if you're a buyer, it's fucking amazing. I know some people that are in the business, and without give, giving any particulars or whatever, I'll, I'll just say that the seller side is not bad either. It's a competitive market, but it's there's profit there. Right. You know, if there weren't, there wouldn't be so many dispensaries. But uh, it, I do believe, I think it's a fair market here it's not so much we're a buyer's market we just are compared to other places i think it's a fair market here right now oh yeah it's very open mm -hmm. and you know the thing is it's cool that anybody basically with twenty five hundred dollars can have a business in a, 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 a an industry that is very closely linked to you know pharmaceuticals conceptually not in any, yeah. you know um if I want to be a commercial grower twenty five hundred bucks and then whatever it takes to raise the equipment is what I need and that's you know Looking at it from the outside, pretty cool. I would probably hate it if I was from the inside and there are people coming in from out of state and doing that like they bitch about. Well, yeah, there's, you know, we you had those and what are you, how about that? What are your feelings on, um, Oklahoma, say Oklahoma legalizes mm -hmm. and then you have people coming from Colorado, from California, right. from uh, Oregon and everything to set up businesses here to uh, essentially poach the, the infant market, you know. Currently, there are laws in place that don't do enough, um, in my opinion, just opinion. Mm -hmm. um, the law in place does make provisions that, and I forget the exact number, uh, some percentage of the ownership has to have had residents in Oklahoma for, I believe, two years, which is fair. I know, um, but, that, but, sorry, go ahead. but people do come in and partner up with people yes. to do this, to and it's, skirt around that law. They do skirt it, and it's kind of, you know, I haven't lived here long enough to be like, this is my state, fuck you. But it is kind of irritating to think that these, I won't say the name, uh, brands that are out of Colorado and that a lot of people hate, maybe the Starbucks elite are coming in and, you know, dominating what is a very cool flourishing market with a lot of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And that's where low barriers are a problem because low barriers mean that people with a lot of resources can fucking jump that shit and leap over your ass and fucking maybe sit on you on the way. Yeah. Like, that's just... But but at least, again, as somebody who does not play in the market at all, I, I fucking love the prices. Um, I love that these places are desperate to get me in the door, be it, be it by price or some promotion. Mm -hmm. It's fucking great. But I'm also... I suspect that if I'm not a top dog dispensary owner in this state, I'm probably spending a lot of nights at the desk fucking stooped over with my hand on my head, you know, worried. Probably. But, you know, that's just chattering. Yeah. Like, the the people that I know that are in the business, they had a pretty, uh, I mean, yeah, no, they're fine. Like, they, they had other businesses that were, second, you know, secondary to this, like, be it, you know, like other vices or whatnot that go along with this. Right. I don't know. 
Actually, I'm going to stop talking about that and I'll cut all that about their business out. Because cool. I haven't talked to them, you know. Yeah, it's just about putting it up there. But, uh, yeah, no, I think this is a fair market and uh, uh, I believe there should be more. Yes, there should be more laws in place to keep people from coming in and poaching the market like yes. that. Uh, that whole percentage of whatever, you know, like that's kind of no. messed up, you know, because it, there's still, there's an obvious loophole there, you know, mm. it's obvious. <laughs> there should be, it, the, the, the challenge with law is always finding a framework that can fit all kinds of situations. Yeah, I know. And it's hard and, to say, but the OMMA, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to, makes it to where they can kind of make it case by case and you mm. can kind of frame the law that fuck off out of state's interests. Yeah. Uh, they've, they've not really taken advantage of that yet that I've seen. All, anytime I see that two-year requirement brought up, it's always in the context of, well, fuck it. You don't, you just partner up with somebody who's lived here. It takes 20 seconds. Yeah. Um, on the business side, that that's kind of shitty. Yeah. I do find it very funny that people from like Texas and fucking other states are, you know, buying fake addresses to get cards here though. <laughs> Oklahoma usually gets shit on by a lot of states. <laughs> Fuck you, Texas. Go Sooners. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Uh, but yeah, man. Don't fucking poach. Fuck you, Colorado fucks right. and, and, and California fucks. You guys are awesome don't, in the 2000s, but fuck off now. Don't come poach the market, man. We are the smoking Okies, and uh, especially if you are an Oklahoma-run business, uh, owned and ran business, hey... You know, let us know. Let us come try your place. Yes. That's it, kind of funny you bring that up. If you, if you go to that Oklahoma Reddit, we were talking about this earlier, the Oklahoma Weed Reddit, people that are super chill, helpful, they'll answer your fucking questions, they're nice. The second you mention being from out of state and coming in and wanting to start a business, dude, they turn into the fucking, the, the picketers from South Park. They're like, no, get the fuck out, scab. Go home, motherfucker. We yeah. hate you. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> I just did it. Yeah. I mean, hell. And like, I'm not even I'm not even a born and raised Okie. I've been living here, what, three three years or so this time? This is the second... That's Leia. Okay, okay. This is the second time I've lived in the state. So we'll add it all together. Let's say I've been here four years. But I like it here. I'm yeah. buying a house here. Uh, I'm, I'm working here. You know, I've chosen to live here, and I like the laws here. So I would like to say I'm an Okie. You know, I mean, would you even say there, there's a line between... Let's say you're a grower and you're fucking outpriced in Colorado or you're outregulated in fucking California uh, and you're like, I'm going to take my fucking farming knowledge and expertise and start a business with the savings that I have. Uh, to me, that's reasonable even if... That is, but I mean like if they're linked to another business, like an established right. marijuana, like an established cannabis business, right. if they're linked to any other one, they should not be able to move into a new no. state. and just kind of choke out. We're not trying uh -huh. to get the fucking Walton effect. Absolutely yeah, no, I not. definitely don't want a law to block out the guy that lives in Indiana right now who's, right. yeah, he's got his savings, that's what he wants to do, and he's like, hey man, I'm going to go move to another state and start I just want to grow weed like yeah Personally, that's that's cool I'm talking about the big guy coming in and crushing the little guy yes you know we need laws to protect that right and we it sucks that the law has to look at both of those cases the same because uh -huh. the dude from Indiana coming here and partnering with somebody to bypass that law and he's planning to you know stay here that doesn't fucking bother me but if certain brands are coming in and choking out dispensaries like is already starting to happen that's fucking more shit yeah. that sucks but you know I'm not going to name the brand because I'm afraid I'm going to get something wrong and get in trouble. They're a fucking suit happy, too, if this would be seeing the light of day. Yeah. <laughs> well, it will. Excellent. Hail Satan. <laughs> oh, that was a good vape hit. Did you see that? Ooh. Yeah, a little bit. A yeah, little bit. How's it, how's it burning? Can I take... No, nah, actually, I got half a bowl here. That's right. We got anything else I want to cover today? Um, Dude, I think this is a pretty good go. Mm. Fucking little pause, smoke a cigarette, and then go see yeah, let's pause and uh, figure out an outro. Mouse. Uh. All right, we've given you some opinions, so now it is time to switch to Off the Rip, the segment where we pull a question out of a hat and answer it. So basically, give you an opinion. So this question for today is, Drobo, please, how much does the eye test matter when buying bud? In other words... How much stock do you give the visual appeal of the cannabis that you buy? Uh, more, do you think that Bud that 
absolutely fails the eye test that looks like bunk perhaps but smells really good or has another quality that's desirable still be really good Blake what are your thoughts well I want to say that uh, huh more often than not bunk weed looks like bunk weed you know hmm. like I, I don't think my eye is trained well enough to like discern the different tops you know like the uh like which one's going to be a little better by this uh, like i look for frost and all mm -hmm. that you know i don't take a, my loop with me into the dispensary <laughs> or anything I, I will look at it when i get home just right. let you know but uh well yeah but yeah i think i've hardly ever been surprised huh. you know it, it has happened but it's rare enough to where i don't know the eye test matters to me you know, I have always thought, in terms of the eye test, I have always thought that, in my opinion, darker green, and I'm not talking about like purples and stuff, I'm talking specifically about the color green. Generally, I found darker green weeds to be less enjoyable. Uh, the, the high is more paranoid, uh, it makes me cough, it just, it smells bad, it gives me a headache, or it's just not as good. Um, and I don't, I don't, this is, this is indeed, it's like a bias on my part, it's not always true, there's some great dark strains. But it, I've recently learned that generally, the darker a strain is, the more likely it has come from out and outdoor grow. And I also know that outdoor weed can be every bit as good as indoor, well, can get you every bit as high as indoor, I should say, but does not look as pretty and as crystally and as fucking just, you know, oh God, I could fuck this if it wasn't a plant as, as an indoor does. Um, so, you know, with that in mind, I don't know. I, if something totally failed the eye test, like it looked like, you know, if I looked at it a little harder, it's going to crumble into dust and, you know, it smells like bad. I don't know if it can totally fail and still be good weed, but I would say that it can pass my, it can fail my visual checks and still be surprisingly good. I've had that happen, yes. Does people, do people try to fucking slip you outdoor grown weed as, as indoor or something? Well, no, it's just... Because it, most places differentiate. Well, I mean, they differentiate if you ask or whatever. Just like Integrity, he told me that pretty much everything he had was indoor. Huh. But, like, I, I started asking because down in, uh, down in Lawton, the awesome, great town where I live, um, there's a place called the Sticky Depot that sells prepackaged cans that I like. Yeah. And on those cans, it'll say indoor, greenhouse, or outdoor. Yeah. And, of course, the indoor is always way fucking prettier. Generally, because of that, it hits better and so on. Uh -huh. I, I think there's a question, too, of uh, does the eye test influence your perception of the high? If I get some weed that looks fucking amazing, it, it, I'm like, oh, God, that's okay. going to be great. Okay, that, if that's your question, I, I maybe I didn't understand. No, no, it's just another take on it. Okay. Um, that, though, yeah. I've had a... Uh, I've I've been surprised like to where like on the eye test or whatever I didn't think you know I thought something was basically I smoked it and it was not what I thought it was going to be from the eye test you right. know like it had looked similar to maybe perhaps the strain I had before and then it right. gave me like a way different high like maybe mm -hmm. one was a head rush and the other one was a heavy body bus you know right. but yeah no, the eye test, I can't, I'm not going to, I can't tell what the fuck it's going to do to me with the eye test. It, it, it surprises me. <laughs> oh, a final way to look at the question would be how much stock overall do you give the eye test when you're just out shopping for bud? Mm. Well, my eye test usually when I'm looking for bud is I'm looking to see if I can, first off, see any fucking seeds in the damn thing, you know? Uh, you know, I'm looking to see how well it was grown, you know, right. like right. how the bud structure is and all that stuff. And, and I think the smell is just as important as the eye test. Yes. yes. If not more, you know, because yes. I've, I've seen some really good looking bud and then they open it up and it smells like hay. Right. Like, oh. like, you know, you're, you're from Indiana. You've smelled hay. hay. This is Oklahoma. This, we, there's a lot of farmland in this state. I'm sure a lot of you have smelled hay. I've smelled yeah. Indiana weed that smells like hay, too. Yeah, but, uh, man, oh, it just sucks when they open up that jar and it's, and, oh, man, no. It just smells like a horse should eat it, you know? <laughs> it's so disappointing. It, that is a real bummer. Hey, what about, uh, I told you about... But going back to Lawton, a dispensary that we really like down there, that I really like, Blake's been to a few times, called A Better Bud. Um, they have a pretty good exotic shelf at a pretty reasonable price. And they had one there that looked beautiful. And I forget 
it was called Sunshine Daydream. It looked beautiful. It had the kind of meh name that I like. Uh, and I was going to get it. But then the lady that works there was like, you want to open that and smell it first before you have me weigh it. And I did. And it smelled, no shit, exactly like baby vomit. Ugh. Strongly, like condensed, strong baby vomit. To the Ugh. point I was like, having this around me, I'm going to get headaches from did, the smell. Did you smell good? No. Fuck no. Um, I actually brought Amanda back, my wife, uh, uh. to... To smell it too, and she was like, "Jesus fucking Christ!" Oh, you didn't get any. No, okay, we, cool. no, no, hell no, I didn't. Oh. But it was it was a cheese smell. Amanda determined that it was just incredibly intense. Really? It, yeah. I mean, cheese does get pretty potent. I, I, this was unbelievable. Having had two children, two wonderful children, I um, I can say it specifically smelled like formula baby vomit and that's uh, what really got me uh, that fucking cold sour smell I couldn't do it I ended up getting a strain called Black Mamba though that was fucking legit as hell so it worked out yeah oh yeah oh that Black Mamba was good yeah mm -hmm. yeah R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> you did the touch chest god damn it. it's funny <laughs> I'm really happy yeah. yeah well hey Hopefully our listeners are too, because uh, we're coming up at the end. You want to wrap us up? Yeah, I can. I can call us out. Uh, that has been smoking Okies, the Oklahoma Cannabis Podcast. I am Evan Wade. This is my partner Brandon Blake, and we are signing out until the next episode. Stay high, but don't drive that way. Peace. <laughs>